honor, amen, for being here on this day. Amen. We thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Amen. We are here by the grace of God. Amen. We are here because God's been good. Amen. We are here because we serve a great God. Amen. And we thank God. Amen. Today is a good day. Amen. A good day to give God praise. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For our visitor today, our Patty who comes with us from South Jersey. Amen. She was with us this morning at Tabernacle of Purpose. Amen. We thank God for her. Amen. Being out again. Amen. Coming with us. Amen. We thank God for seeing Sister Melissa out here. It's been a while. Amen. Amen. It's good to see you. How, how long you been married now? It's, yeah. 18 years. All right. Y'all know Lee going to get it when he gets home, right? Amen. But we thank God. Amen. Haven't seen her in 18 years. Amen. But we bless God for her being here. It is good for us to be here. God is good. And all the time. Amen. We're missing so many today. Amen. But we're going on in Jesus' name. Amen. To hear what the Lord has said unto us. We thank God for healing our pastor Gloria Ingram. Amen. Amen. Thank God for healing. Amen. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. We thank him for healing. Amen. And bringing her out. We felt like a fish out of water last Sunday. Amen. You know how a fish just flop around with itself. You don't know what to do. Amen. I got back home. I said, I can't even watch TV. This is the Lord's day. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For strengthening her, giving her healing in her body. Amen. And we were home watching y'all. Amen. In the service. We thank God for our assistant pastor standing in the gap. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for men and women of God. Amen. Able and capable. Amen. Of taking over. Amen. And doing the things that need to be done. Amen. Thank God for all of you. We love all of you. Amen. All of those who's here and not here, we love all of you. We thank God for your presence being here with us. Amen. Being such a blessing unto us as we hope and believe that we are being a blessing unto you. Saints, open up your Bibles with me. First to Joshua, the fifth chapter. Amen. Thank God for the word. Joshua, the fifth chapter. Amen. Joshua, the fifth chapter. Amen. Still under our title, the King of Glory. Amen. The King of Glory. But we know that our Jesus is the King of Glory. Amen. Psalms 24 starts off and says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. He has founded it upon the seas. He has established it upon the floods. Amen. Meaning that when God opened up the earth to being the environment of man, Amen. It was under water. 
and he established it from being underwater. He brought it out. Amen. Come on and say, God brought it out. God brought out greatness where there was darkness. He brought out greatness where there was nothing but cold. Because that's the way it was with the water covering the face of the earth. And what was void, listen, God filled it up. The king of glory. Amen. For whatever is around God, God can bring glory out of it. And that's what I love about it. God can always extract glory out of anything. Amen? He can take a prostitute and get glory out of her. Amen? He can take something no good and unusable, seemingly, and get glory out of it. Amen? He can take a pimp and make him a preacher and get glory out of the pimp. For our God is glorious. And everything he made, he made for his glory. And he will get glory out of it. He will always get the glory. Come on and say that God will always get the glory. Come on, say this with me. No matter what, God will be glorified. Come on and give God a hand praise if you believe it this day. Amen. No matter what, God will be glorified. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. I come to let you know that if you serve in Jesus Christ and you've been washed in his blood, God will get the glory out of your life. God will get glory out of your situation. doesn't matter what it looks like because God can change it and turn it around for his glory. And he can get glory out of what looks like it's impossible to see anything good come out of. God can turn it around. Need I remind you that when he came to the earth, it said that the earth was dark. God's first word was, let there be light. And there was light. His glory overpowered the situation that earth was in. And where there was no light, God put light. And because of that light, we are here. We needed light in our environment in order to make it. And it was through the word of the living God. Through his word, mother. That's all. Just his word. Once his word went forth, the light had to come. The light couldn't be stopped once his word went forth. So out of darkness, God called light. I want you to know, out of your confusion, God is going to call peace. Out of your grieving, God is going to give joy. Amen. Out of all your problems, God is going to give you solutions to them. You got to believe it. Because why? He's the king of glory. He's going to get glory out of everything. No matter how bad it looks to you, he's going to get the glory. We cry over folks that die and we know they're in the Lord. Don't you know that while you're looking at them, you're seeing the glory of God? Because he can take what was dead and raise it up. Amen. And don't forget that our God is not only in control of time, but he also controls eternity. He controls eternity. 
So after we leave time, guess what we do? We go into eternity. Guess who's there? God. You know why? He controls eternity. So no matter what, God will be glorified. Our thought for today, our thought, I will see the glory of God. See, this is what you got to say to yourself when things look really bad. When it looks like nothing good is coming out of this. How is anything good going to happen this day? Well, you got to say to yourself, I will see. That's got to be your thought. I will see the glory of God. Yes, it's a lot of bills that got to get paid. I will see the glory of God. It looks bad, but I will see. I believe to see the glory of God. I will see it. I will be here and stand here until I do see it. I believe I will see the glory of God. Remember, we're going back to the death of Lazarus. Remember what Jesus told Martha. He said to her, he said, said I not unto thee that if thou would believe, listen, that you would see the glory of God? Do you believe you will see it? Because first of all, if you don't believe you're going to see it, no matter how much I preach or teach here today, guess what? You ain't going to never see it. Because you got to believe to see it in order for you to see it. So if you don't believe you're going to see it, that's the problem. And most of the time, church, today, the problem is our belief system. We're wondering why things are not changing, why things are not going the way we would like for it to go, or to see things be better. Most of the time, the problem is what we believe. We believe wrong, so because we believe wrong, we're seeing all the wrong things. I got to say, I believe, I will see. You got to say, I will see the glory of God. You got to speak that over your marriage. I will see the glory of God. Because listen, God can take anything and get glory out of it. He can take a bad marriage and get glory out of it. He can take a messed up child running around doing all he wants and get glory out of him. Amen. No matter what situation or circumstance we are facing or others are facing, God can get glory out of that person because that's who he is. He can get glory where there seems to be no way that it can come out. Amen. Our challenge for today to shout glory to God. That's your challenge, to shout glory to God. My grandson has his favorite song that he sings all the time and most of y'all know it because he sings it every time he comes to church. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then when he go, forever. <laughs> now little does he know how powerful that song is. Glory to God. Because when I say glory to God, I'm saying praise God. I'm saying I will see the best 
come out of my situation. Glory to God. Because when I give glory to God, I'm expecting to see God's glory. Because I'm going, listen, in order to see his glory, I'm going to give him glory. Somebody didn't hear me. I need a church that hears me. Because you got to hear this word. In order to see the glory, I have got to give him glory. You know, and there's been words, saints, in the church that we've been walking around, we've been using for years. Oh, give God glory. Give God glory. Do we really know what glory is? Do we really understand how powerful it is to say glory to God? In the midst of our problems, we are still saying glory to God. In the midst of our situation, in the midst of our sickness, we can still say glory to God. You know what we're saying? We're saying, Lord, I praise you no matter what my predicament is. I praise you no matter what I'm going through. God, I give you glory because I know you're about to bring glory out of me. You give glory, you will see glory. (laughs) That's all right. You give God glory and God will show his glory. How do you know God wants to show his glory? He desires to show his glory. What is his glory? His glory is his, his, could be his power. His glory could be his greatness. It's so broad because our God is glorious. Because listen, have you not heard the past couple of Sundays? He's the king of glory. owns glory. He has the patent that nobody can take away. He owns greatness. He owns light. He owns power. He has power over death, power over Satan, power over the world, power over your flesh. All glory to God because he's the king of glory. So when we give the king of glory, glory, we can expect to see his glory. And when we see his glory, we will have no other choice but to give him more glory. Because glory gets glory. Glory brings more glory. And as you begin to give God glory, he's changing things around you. As you begin to give God glory, he's bringing you out of where you are. Because your mind is no longer on what you're going through. It's on giving God glory. So for that, God, we give you glory. Give glory, give God glory in this house today. Come on and give God glory in this house today. No matter what, I will see God's glory. I will not give up. I will see the greatness of God. I will see God do something that 
I didn't think could be done. I stand in expectation of seeing something miraculous. And if I believe it, I'm going to see it. But I got to believe it in order to see it. Ha! Some key words we want to bring in after we give you the title. The title, give God, the topic rather, give God glory. Take the land. Again, give God glory. Take the land. We taking land back today. We letting the enemy know that what you stole from us, we're taking back. I'm taking back my children. I'm taking back my marriage. I'm taking back my finances. Satan, you will not take anything from me because in the name of Jesus, the king of glory, I've come today for my stuff and I'm not leaving till I get everything back. Just as God told David, he told David, pursue. He said, and without fail, listen, recover all. Don't come back till you have everything. Come back with your two wives. Come back with your children. Come back with your furniture. Whatever they took, get it back. God said, pursue. This is what God has called us to do, to pursue. I'm taking the land that God has for me. Come on and say it with me. I'm taking back my land. Mm. There's a few things we need to understand. I want to give you some definitions of some words that we tend to use all the time, but do we really understand how powerful these words are? The first word I want to give you is faith. We talk about faith. Oh, have faith in God. Do we really know what faith is when we tell others to have faith in God? Do you have the faith you're talking about? What is faith? Faith is unshakable confidence. Unshakable confidence. Faith says, I am totally persuaded. I am persuaded that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. I am persuaded by God's word. Not by my power. Not by my might. I'm persuaded by God's word. I have total confidence in God. My confidence is unshakable. Another word we use a lot, trust. Trust. Solomon said in Proverbs 3, 5, he said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. What is this word trust? Trust really means to break it down. Trust means uncompromisingly, uncompromisingly reliant on God. I am so reliant on God, I trust him totally. I know he's going to do what he said he's going to do. I trust God. You know, there's nothing worse than losing trust in someone. When you trust a person, you'll leave them with whatever you have. See, because certain people don't deserve to be trusted. Because they have a habit of being dishonest. They have a habit of not telling you the truth 
or they'll tell you they'll do one thing and then they go and do another, meaning that you can't trust them. Trust is heavy, man. But listen here, when it comes to God, you can always trust them. You can always trust that God is going to do what he said. You can always trust that God is going to do the right thing because he's trustworthy. You can trust him. You can tell him your business, and I guarantee you he's not going to tell Leon. Tell your business to anybody in the church, I guarantee you the whole church is going to know it. If you're not telling someone who's trustworthy, trust is big. There has to be trust in a relationship. And I want to let you know, those of you who are in relationship with Jesus Christ, I come to tell you today that your God is trustworthy. That's why Solomon said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. In other words, give him everything. Trust him with your secrets. Trust him with your past. Trust him with anything that you need. God is trustworthy. You can trust him with it. He won't fail you. You can rely on him. Woo! You can rely on him. Oh, look around and tell your neighbor, you can rely on God. Oh, tell him, you can believe this. Another word we throw around in the church, confidence. Confidence. Although confidence is a word that is tied to faith, also understand that confidence stands by itself. To be confident is to be totally assured. I am confident that Rose is going to stay with this ministry. I am confident that she is for this ministry. You know what it is to have confidence? Here's why I want to show you all the things that we're talking about here today. I'm going to show you that Joshua had faith. Joshua trust God. Joshua had confidence in God. Because the only way you're going to see, the only way you're going to see something you've never saw, where's your confidence? Where's your trust? Where's your faith in God? Because you can't see something you've never seen except you have confidence in God that he's going to do it, that you trust him that he will get it done, that you have the faith in him that he can do it. God, I have confidence in you. I trust you. God, I put my faith in you. See, some of us have more faith in a paycheck every week we have more confidence in a paycheck every week. We have more trust in going to a job tomorrow than we have in God. Let me tell you something. You can walk into your job tomorrow and be fired. I don't care how much they told you they like you, but God will never give you up. He will never turn away from you. He will do exactly what he said. You can trust him. He will meet your needs. He will satisfy your desires. You can trust him. Let me tell you something. Your pastor don't always have the answer. Your bishop don't always have the answer. But there is one who's got every answer because he knows everything. And you can trust him that he'll get it done. You can be confident that he 
is going to change things. Last word I want to bring out to you. Big word. Man. Woo. This one is tough. Because a lot of times we struggle with this word. I don't know about you, but I struggle with it. Obedience. Mm. Being or being obedient. Listen, is doing what you're told. That's all. But how many times that we're told what to do and we still don't do it? To be obedient is to be compliant with the command. God gives you a word. It's not for you to question. God gave you a promise. It's not for you to question him. It's to be obedient to what he said. What does a mother or father want out of a child more than anything? Obedience. You want them to listen so they'll be. Mm. But this is a big word for us. Some of us have been spelling it for years and still don't know what it means. We can write it down easy on a test, but do we really live the word? Are we an example of that word? Obedience. Oh, my Lord. Because from the moment we understood that we could walk, obedience was a challenge. Let me show you something. The first, most of us as kids, the first word we learned to say without a problem is no. Some kids got it so bad that even when they're doing what you're saying, you tell them, go do it. No. I want you to go over here. No. That's showing already that we're going to have a problem with being obedient. And most of us at, or no, all of us at some point in our life will show I can't be obedient. Somewhere, you're going to show, according to God's word, that you cannot be obedient to what God said. You're going to do the opposite of what God tells you to do. But let me tell you something. If you're going to see God's glory, if you want to see something you've never seen, if you're ready for the miraculous to happen, you have got to be obedient. It's one of the highest orders of discipline in a Christian's life is being obedient. You might not agree with it, but be obedient. It might not be acceptable to you, but be obedient. You might not like it, but listen, to be obedient doesn't mean you got to like it. Who said everything's going to be what you like? Just obey. You know what? I don't like being told what to do. Come on, who likes being told what to do? Especially when it's right. Come on, raise your hand if you do. 
We all have a problem. I don't worry, I don't believe them. We all have a problem with obedience. It's the biggest battle we have, one of the greatest battles we have in our life. To do what we're told in spite of what we want to do. When I feel this is not what should be done, I got to be obedient to what God said. Now let's go read Joshua. We're going to show you something today through the word of God. Chapter 5, beginning at verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us? or for our adversaries. Now, I need you to see Joshua. Now, those of you who understand and know Joshua 1, you know that God in, in Joshua 1 told Joshua that Moses, my servant, is dead. He also told him, he said, be of good courage. He, he encouraged them and said, listen, be strong. We see here the power of God's word because he's going to confront someone that he doesn't know whether or not he's an enemy or not, but Joshua is ready to give his life for his nation. And he doesn't send Lee, he doesn't send Nico, he doesn't send his brother. Joshua goes himself to meet this man that he's never seen. He's showing you that the word of God has gotten inside of him, that God told him to be of good courage, so now he's going to be brave and confront this man because he don't know who he is. And the man has his sword drawn. Do you know, ooh, do you know what that means? <clears throat> that means he's ready for war. He's ready for battle. He's got his sword drawn for battle. He's ready to fight. So you know what this means? Remember Joshua in the Greek, in the Hebrew rather? What is Joshua in the Greek? Jesus. Joshua goes with his sword wrong because he doesn't know what's about to take place. But he's ready He's ready to fight. See, every day, we got to get up out of our bed ready to fight. See, some of us are not seeing what we want to see out of our lives. We're not seeing God work in us or through us. Why? Because we're not prepared to fight. We're prepared to give up and run in the corner and cry and get emotional and let our feelings take over. But who in here today is willing to fight for what God has for you? Are you willing to fight for your marriage? Are you willing to fight in prayer for your children? Because if you don't have a fight in you, you will not get what God has for you. There's got to be a fight in you. 
Ain't nobody, no one's gonna give you anything. Satan's not gonna let up on you. You gotta fight for what belongs to you. Because the enemy cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But you have got to fight. You know what Paul said before he, death, before he died? Paul said, I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight and I have kept the faith. Why? Because all my ministry, I fought. When they wanted to kill me, I fought back with the word. When they thought they were going to get rid of me, I fought back with the word. I fought for my ministry. I fought for my anointing. I fought for my blessings. And now I'm victorious. Even though they were about to chop off my head, I fought a good fight. It might be all over, but I fought to the end. Ah, this is why a lot of things are falling through the cracks because we're not fighting for it. You got to fight. Do you not know that praying is warfare? Do you not know that praise is warfare? You are fighting in the spirit. That's why sometimes it seems like you got no time to pray. You got to find time and make time to pray because the enemy will fight you on prayer. He don't want you to pray. He don't want you to read God's word. He wants to make your weapons null and void, but you got to put on your armor and fight. Nobody's going to give you the land. You got to fight for it. You want things to get better? Fight. Where do you fight? You fight on your knees. Where do you fight? You fight when you give God glory. Where do you fight? You fight when you come to church when it seems like you should not have came to church. But you pushed your way to get here. When everything said stay home, my bed felt good this morning. You ever, I watch it. Your bed feels the best on Sunday. But you got to fight to get up. You can't stay there. You got to fight to get up. And even at that sleep, it's the best. And you know you got to get to church. Oh, God, I got to get there on time. Just, just five more minutes. No, don't do that. Fight. Get up. Because if you don't get up, the five minutes is going to turn into three hours and service is over. Tell your neighbor, fight. You got to fight for what you want. You got to give God glory. And when you fight, you're giving God glory. Joshua was ready to battle. But what he didn't know, that it wasn't his enemy he was confronting. It was a friendly and it was someone who was going to fight for him. See, what I want to show you here is that Joshua of the Old Testament was coming to this man with his sword drawn that Joshua didn't understand that this was the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ who was coming to fight for him. 
Because while Joshua would be fighting in the natural, somebody had to fight in the spiritual to fight off those demons that were going to try to stop them from going to where God had for them. So what we see here is Joshua of the Old Testament meeting Joshua of the New Testament. Or Jesus of the Old Testament was meeting Jesus of the New Testament. They're going to get it when they get home. Don't worry about it. The word had came to let Joshua know, listen, I'm with you. And he said, nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship because he knew that this just wasn't anybody. I'm standing before my God. And as I go to fight in the natural, he's going to fight for me in the spiritual. I come to encourage you today that as you pray, you are fighting in the natural. But God is fighting for you in the spiritual. His angels are fighting for you in the heavens. That's why you got to fight here. Because the spiritual fight is already being fought for you. It's already won. I'm not here for you, Joshua. I'm not your enemy. But for the host of the Lord am I come. And Joshua recognized this is my God. And he fell to his knees and began to worship him but he still got his sword drawn because he could see in the spiritual what Joshua could not. He knew that Joshua was on the brink of his promise. And there would be many enemies coming to try to stop him. Just like there's enemies coming to try to stop you. But I come to encourage you, don't give up. Don't you give up. You give God glory. You give God glory. You give God a praise. You let the Lord know, I will not back down. I am ready to fight for what belongs to me. I'm going to fight in prayer. I'm going to fight in praise. I'm going to fight in reading the word. I'm going to stay in the plan of God. I'm ready to get what God has for me. And Lord, as I go forth in the natural, I know you got the spiritual. Do you not know what it is? You can't fight the spiritual. Listen, you can't fight the unknown. Let me, let me ask somebody, can I get somebody to do me a favor? Nick, can you get up for me for a second? Can you just start swinging in the air? Just swing in the air. Nick, are you winning? No, fight, fight, swing, yeah. Are you winning? No. You're not winning? Oh, wow. Do you see? You see what this is like? This is what you're doing with your own thoughts. This is what you're doing with your own words. You're fighting a fight you cannot win. But when I speak by faith, but when I speak in confidence, when I speak in trust, my God is fighting for me. 
there ain't no sense in me fighting the air. I'll never win because I can't see what's in the spiritual. See, and that's what demons depend upon. They know you can't see them. So that's why they'll say something real stupid through Michelle because Michelle let them use her. Not literally. <laughs> and they use her to say something and you not recognizing that, hey, she was just tricked or manipulated into saying that. She didn't mean it. How do you know that, Bishop? For well, we wrestle not against flesh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you did read that, right? Y'all got the same Bible I have? For we wrestle not against. My fight is not with Lee. My fight is not with my wife. My fight is with spiritual wickedness. Unseen demons of the air. Let me tell you something. Let me give you this. The people of the spirit realm that I cannot see, but they are real. Because God manifests to Joshua who's also real in the spirit realm. Joshua, your God is here with you and he goeth before you. Listen, and the captain, listen, and he said, nay, but the captain, as the captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? Here's how you know it was God. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thy standeth is holy ground. This is the same words that were spoken to Moses at the burning bush. This is how you know it's not just anybody, it's the Lord. He's come to fight for Israel. And I come to let you know, we are the church. The Lord is fighting for us. And guess what? The war is already won. I come to let you know the war is already won. You better give God glory. You cannot lose. The war is already won. <laughs> Now listen, remember God is with them, right? Now let's go to the sixth chapter. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho. Joshua, y'all know Joshua ain't won it yet, right? He didn't conquer Jericho yet. He didn't even get in Jericho yet. But God said, I need you to see what I'm saying. See, I have given into your hand Jericho. Meaning that Joshua could be confident in what God said. Joshua could have faith in what God said. Joshua could trust in what God said. And if Joshua be obedient, he would see the glory of God. He said, I've already given it to you. Do not 
let that wall distract you. The mission is greater than that wall. That wall is in your way, but hear my words. I have given you Jericho. Meaning what? I come to let you know it's already done. You've already got it. You're here. I'm going to give it to you. See, there are some of you that's here right now that you don't understand. You think that there's obstacles in your way and there's things that's blocking you from getting to your divine destination, your divine destiny that God has for you. I come to let you know it was only a bump in the road. God is taking you over to where he said you are going to be. God said, see, I've given you what you've been looking for. I'm giving you your desire. Don't you worry about what's in your way. Give God glory, because it's already yours. It's already yours. Oh, say it again. Say it with me. It's already mine. Oh, give God glory if you believe it in here this day. Give God glory if you believe it. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. But it comes at the cost, Joshua. Something you're going to have to do. And I want you to listen to these instructions. See, God always gives you instructions. How many understand that? See, the problem is we want to walk into our blessings without instructions. We want to get what God has without doing what God said. We just think, you know how we spoil brats? You ever seen a child that's just a spoiled brat? He just think you're supposed to give it to him just because he's your child? That's the way TJ acts sometimes. I'm your son, just give it to me. <laughs> no. Because our children are spoiled brats. And we are the children of God. And sometimes we act like spoiled brats. Like, I deserve this. I'm supposed to have this. No, maybe God wants you to go through a little bit. So you can learn something from what you're going through. Uh, see, no one wants to suffer. Everybody just wants the glory. No one wants to have a little problem. Everybody just wants God's greatness. We don't want, we don't want to cry. We just want what God has. Well, it ain't happening. You got to go through a little bit. You got to have a couple of battles. You got to have some skirmishes. You, listen, you got to fight. How many say, say it with me, I got to fight. Come on, say it with me, I got to fight. Oh, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Keep focused. Stay focused on what God has. To, I, I'm telling you, today you're walking out of here delivered. I'm telling you, today you're walking out of here healed. You're going to walk out of here saying, I have confidence in God. I'm going to give God glory, and God's going to do great things in my sight. My home is about to change. I am going forth, and I'm going to take my land. The devil is sending a roach across the floor right now to distract you. He knows you're afraid of mice. He'll send one straight out, and he'll run right across the church floor because he knows he's going to distract you to get up and jump. 
Don't be distracted. We're praying against distractions. Listen to what he said. He said, and ye shall come past the city, all of ye men of war, and go around about the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Instructions. But instructions have to be what? Obey. Instructions have to be what? Mm. And seven priests shall bear before the seven trumpets of ram horns. And the seventh day ye shall come past the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. I'm giving you a seven day mission. This is your assignment. Should you accept it? <laughs> Should you accept it? You will see that I was not playing with you. You will see that I mean exactly what I say, saith the Lord. Because after you get through with this, you're going to see something you've never seen before. You're going to experience something you've never had in your life before. I'm telling you that greatness is coming. I'm telling you that God's about to do something that's going to blow your mind. I'm letting you know that the Lord is with you. No matter what happened in the past, God's going to make your future better. Your tomorrow will be better than your yesterday. How many people believe that? Give God glory right now if you believe it. Give God glory right now if you believe it. Give him glory. Listen, and it shall come to pass that when they make a loud, blast, a long blast with the ram horn, and when ye shall hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. Wow. God always uses unconventional techniques to show you what he's about to do because of your obedience. He wants you to do the possible and he's going to do the impossible. He's going to do what you thought could not be done. Because God already told him, see, I've given into your hand Jericho. See, because, let me tell you something. You got to change what you see. See, if, in Joshua's natural mind, because see, this is where most of the problem is, the mind. Oh, just say it with me, the mind. Just put your hand on your head, say the mind. Say, Lord, touch the mind. Let me tell you something. In the natural mind, that wall is impenetrable. You'll never get through it in the natural mind because it's big, it's strong, it's built to last. How will we ever get through that? But see, that's why God said to you, see, I have given you Jericho. What he's challenging Joshua to do is to look beyond the wall. And I'm asking you today, can you look beyond your problem? Can you look beyond what's in front of you? 
Can you look beyond your situation and see that your victory, to see that you're already a conqueror, to know that you have already won? Can you look over what's in your way? Can you look over what you think is in your way? Because the only way you're going to see the glory, you can't see what's in your way. You got to see beyond that. You've got to see that's already done. My habit is already broken. My addiction is already broken. My way of thinking is already done. I'm going to obey God. And I know from this that what's in front of me has got to move. I know it's got to get out my way because my God promised Joshua and he's promised me I'm going to be victorious in the name of Jesus. I'm going to see God's greatness this day. I'm not waiting any longer. I believe I will see the glory of God. Give God glory in this place. Give God glory in this place. Hmm. Couple of more verses, not finished. Listen, I'm going to go straight down to verse 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpet ram horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on and come past the city and let him that is on pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it shall come to pass. When Joshua had spoken to all the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests and blew with the trumpets and afterward came after, and the, excuse me, the rear word came after the ark and the priests going on and blowing with the trumpet. Verse 10. And Joshua had commanded the people saying, ye shall not shout. I want y'all to hear this. Y'all got to hear this real good. And Joshua commanded the people saying, ye shall not shout. Nor make any noise. How many reading this? I mean, it's right here in the word. He, he said it's plain. He said, listen, ye shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Can, can I change that word? Y'all be all right if I change that word? Is that okay? With your mouth. In other words, be quiet. Don't say a word. Because I don't need you saying anything contrary to what God said. Because by our words, we are justified. By our words, we are condemned. I come to let you know that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And ye shall eat the fruit thereof. Joshua said, in order for this thing to work out in our favor, I'm going to need you to shut up. Listen, why, should, why we got to shut up? 
because your mother and fathers did a lot of talking and none of them are here with us. Your mothers and fathers did a lot of complaining and they're not here with us. They all died within the 40 years because they talked too much. Can I get all the big mouths to raise their hand today? I come to let you know that your big mouth can be in the way of your blessing because you talk too much. Oh, Sister Joyce Meyer said, me and my big mouth, be quiet. You want God to work for you? Be quiet. Because death and life is in your tongue. And when you speak death, that's what you will get. And until you learn to speak life, be quiet. And while you're being quiet, you want something to do? You want to say something? Give glory. Give glory. But don't say anything Because the first thing that's going to come out your mouth, will it be in line with God's word? Will it be in line with what God is doing? Why are you saying that if you know God didn't tell you to say that? Joshua told him, be quiet. He put them on a seven-day tongue fast. <laughs> Who wants to go on a seven-day tongue fast? Can you do it? Can you challenge yourself today to go on a tongue fast? To be quiet? That's going to be kind of hard when your wife asks you, why didn't you do the dishes? Because it's that hard to be quiet. Because usually we say the first thing come in our mind. And without realizing that what we're saying is not in line with God's word. And that we're going to blow the mission. We're going to blow the plan. All because we want to talk out of our mouth. And God has not bid us talk. But Joshua said, be quiet. Be quiet. Because for seven days, when you keep your mouth shut, when this mission is complete, because seven means complete, when this mission is perfected, because seven is perfection, when this mission comes to its totality and all that we're supposed to do, because seven means totality, that God is going to do something that's going to blow your mind. God is going to do what you can't do. But be quiet. Be quiet. <clears throat> a lot of people would have saved themselves a lot of trouble if they had just shut their mouth. Because you know what? Once you say what you want to say out of your mouth, you can't take it back. And let me tell you something, if you're married, 
or if you're in a relationship, be careful what you say. I done told y'all this too many times. Men, they don't forget. They sleep with it. They eat with it. They go with it. It comes back to them. They just know. And they're going to remind you what you said. And as soon as you do something that reminds them, they're going to remind you, yeah. Be quiet. Look around, tell your neighbor, tell them, be quiet. Tell your neighbor again, can you be quiet? Let me tell you something. The Bible, no, y'all, y'all laughing. The Bible says the tongue can no man tame. Do y'all know that? The tongue no man can tame. It's the littlest member in the body and causes the biggest problems of each and every one of us because we can't control what we say. No, no, I'm sorry. We refuse to control what we say. We don't want to because we want to say what we want to say. We want to do what we want to do. And then when things go crazy, we look at everybody else, not remembering that I didn't shut my mouth. Mm. Verse 10. And Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall you say any word, any shall any word proceed out of thy mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. Jump with me down to the 15th verse and we finished. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose up early at the dawning of the day. How many know that morning is the best time of day? How many know we need to get on our face before God in the morning? How many know we need to pray before God in the morning? How many know that you can give glory to God in the morning? Give God glory if there's nothing more for just them waking you up. Because a lot of people didn't wake up wherein you woke up. Give God glory at that time. Give him glory. Give him glory. Listen. Verse 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew with the trumpets. See, I didn't, for a long time, I didn't understand what this meant. But when they blew with the trumpets, the trumpet meant praise. The trumpet was an important instrument. It let Israel know when to come, when to go. The trumpet even gave the sound of war. But the trumpet does nothing else here but give God praise before what's going to happen, happens. And the people were to shout before they saw what God was going to do. Is anybody getting this? Have we got it yet? Have you understand it? Are we getting it? Has it come clear now? 
If I want God to move, I can't shout after he does it. I got to shout now. I got to praise him now. I got to bless him now. I can't wait till I see it. Don't wait till the battle is over. You got to shout. Because I believe I'm going to see the glory of God. I've got to give God praise right now. I'm coming out of my situation. Everything that's in front of me that's holding me back has got to come down. I'm pulling down every stronghold. I'm letting the enemy know that this is my time. It's time for me to show that I am more than a conqueror, that I am a winner, that I am victorious. I am no longer a victim. I'm going to shout now. You know what Joshua told him? Joshua told him now, shout. You've been quiet for seven days. Now, shout. And the people gave off a shout. Now, let me tell you something. There wasn't a lot of them that shouted that the reverberation of that shout brought the wall down. But I'm going to show you what brought the wall down. There was a man that Joshua met in the fifth chapter who had his sword in his hand, who told him, I'm here as a captain of the host. The one who brought the wall down was the one who spoke to Joshua in the fifth chapter all he wanted Joshua to do was to obey the command that he was given. And when you do that, I'm going to take down the wall with my sword. I'm going to do in the spiritual what you cannot do in the natural. You do the natural. I got the spiritual. And together... You're going to get the victory and you're going to give me glory. Because that's why Jesus was there. He was there to make sure that when they shouted, that the wall fell flat. Hmm. Science has tried to play with it. They said, well, maybe it was an earthquake that brought the wall down. No, the one who brought the wall down was in the fifth chapter. Because when he spoke to the wall, the wall fell down after the obedience was fulfilled. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. If you just sat down, stand up. Today, 
God is bringing an end to what your enemy's been doing. Satan's been wanting you to think that there's been a blockage for a long time. But I come to let you know God says, see, I've already given it to you. All you got to do is take the land. What is the land that you're looking for? Is it your thinking? Is it in the word that you say? Because you may not understand it, but that's land. That's land for you. That's something that you have never conquered before that you need conquered. And God will give it to you. God is into giving people the land that they are looking for. He does not want you to leave here with your head down. He wants you to know that if you give God the glory, he's going to bring you forth victorious. You know, sometimes it calls for doing things out of the ordinary. And I know that at most of the times at the end of service, you just expect for me to pray. But what I want to know right now is instead of me going through a prayer, can you begin to give God glory for what he's going to do in your life that you maybe haven't seen yet? But if you give him glory, you're going to see it. Is there somebody with an ailment in their body that needs healing right now? I'm telling you that when you give God glory, something happens. When you give God glory, there's a shift in the spirit realm. Things are going to turn around and work for your good when you begin to give God glory. <clears throat> On the count of three, you don't have to be all loud and outlandish. I just want you right where you are to begin to give God glory for what he's already done in your life. Can we do this? One, get ready to give him glory right where you are. You don't have to run up and down if you don't want to. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm not asking you to do that. What I'm asking you to do is to really show God, Lord, I trust you. I have confidence in you. I have faith in you that you're going to do exactly what needs to be done. Two, we getting ready to give God glory because things are about to change. My situation is about to change. My circumstance, three, give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory right now. Give him glory where you are. Begin to give God glory where you are. Bless him now. Bless him now. Those walls are coming down. Those walls are coming down. That stumbling block is being moved right now. That trouble in your finances is being moved right now. Things are being shifted in your life. The enemy is on the run. He's fleeing right now. Give God glory. Give God glory. Give him glory. Give him praise. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Just begin to give him praise. Thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for what he has done. Give him glory. Give him glory. Take the land. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we believe you this day that by our praise that the wall has fell down flat, that we will be victorious in all that we say and do, that you will lead us and guide us into victory just as you guided Joshua. And we thank you. Now as we leave this place but not your presence, take us to our different destinations safely and keep us from the hands of the enemy and we shall give you glory in the morning glory in the afternoon and give you glory in the evening father someone is going to be led to go on a tongue fast father let them go let them learn to be quiet and see the salvation of the lord and we bless you now and give you the glory and the honor come on and give god glory in this place keep this up in the microwave for me